Episode 62 of Slam City, guys. It's Ray Moore here, Mr. Mac, on this. Uh, what, what kind of weather will we describe today? Cause confusing. Very, yeah, this is very confusing because, yes, the past two or three days, actually, it was like 50 something, and I was wearing a coat. Today, I'm wearing a sweater and I'm hot. Yeah. I know it's 70, but I just don't trust the weather. I feel like it's like a 70 with breeze, but it isn't. I've seen everything outside today from a wife beater to a leather jacket. Like People have no idea what to wear. I've seen shorts, sweats, heavy jeans. I'm wearing Timberlands in a t-shirt, but that's like every day. People don't know what to do out here. Mother, Mother Nature show. is really just giving us her butt to kiss. I hate people that wear shorts in 50 or 40 degree weather. It's like... Like, you're just like a douchebag on the streets. You know you're cold. Why are you wearing it? Mm-hmm. It just makes no sense. But, you know, let's give a shout-out here to the World Series champions, Houston Astros. Sports S- Illustrated salute, got it right. Salute, salute, salute. Sports Illustrated got it right, too. I mean, they, they they predicted this about three years ago on their cover that the Astros would be 20, 2017 champions with George Springer on the cover. And, well, you know, Joe Springer was the World Series MVP. He was batting like 376 in the in the series, and he was having these clutch hits and everything. Mm-hmm. So he stepped up. Dodgers, listen, they did with the best that they could. I watched those games. They they took it to Game Seven. You yeah. can't do any better than that. It's just they the pitching kind of killed them because really, and then after that, the offense just didn't show up in Game Seven. I even though they show up like almost in every single game. Um, game five, people say that was the greatest game they've ever seen because it was like 13, 12. It was back and forth and this and that and extra innings. It was just like a shootout playground type of baseball game. That's what it was. Everybody hitting home runs. They were too big tying it up. Like, that was just some crazy moments in game five. And then game, you know, then uh, game six came and Dodgers won that. Game seven, and the Nationals won it. But it's just an interesting story with the Nationals, though, because they, they, they've been through so much. I mean, a few years ago, they were like, a team that was losing more 100 plus games they turn it around and now the world series champions just like that and it just tells you that baseball really is the only sport where you can't predict which team is actually going to win the whole thing because you can have the best record and doesn't mean anything it can all go downhill in the series what's name likes to say that uh baseball is one of the sports where the best team doesn't always win that is true though most of the time it's either a wild card team or just a team that's getting hot at the right time. I mean, we've seen this before. And, and I know the heartbreaking thing in my mind was 2004 with the Yankees where they had a great record and they lost it because the Red Sox came back 3-0 and won the series and they also won the World Series that same year. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Like, it's just freaky stuff that happens in baseball. It makes me feel better when the team that beats us wins the whole thing. Because we were close. Right. Well, it just seemed, it, 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 take, it took the world champions to beat us. And not only that, like, really, those games that we, we, even though it was seven games, they were tough seven games. Like, yeah. they, they didn't blow us out. Like, there was no, a 2-1. No, 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 it no. was 2-1 or lost by one run. Like, yeah, like it, it was, was close. Dodgers make it seem like, Dodgers make it seem like they just, Astros give them whatever they want, and, and they couldn't stop them. But Yankees, like, it just shows you how impressive the Yankees bullpen was in that series. Like, they really were shutting it down. The Astros just that Yankees couldn't hit at all. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees hit. Would have been a different story. Maybe Yankees would have been the War Series. Maybe they would have been War Series champions, for all we know, mm-hmm. against the Dodgers. And that would have been something special. But the Ashes yeah. are going to be there for the next 10 years. They knew the Yankees are going to be this back and forth with both of these teams, most likely in the ALCS or division round or whatever. Because yeah, the Yankees are definitely on the come up. I wasn't ex- I, I wasn't expecting Girardi to walk. Me neither. But now that I look into it, people were saying that he was going to walk even if they won the chip. But then he got surprised, though, saying that, 
he's out. He was gonna come back after he was let go. You know, maybe if he won the chip, he would have probably would have been gone anyway. I can't call it now. Well, yeah, no one can say. The thing is now is I don't even know who's gonna be the manager for the Yankees now. I mean, there's some names going out there. I mean, for me, I thought a good move for the Yankees would be is if they pick up Alex Rodriguez as their manager because he can connect with the players and you can probably make these decisions. And I think he's like the guy that can do it with this with this core at least. Would they respect him though? I think the core will respect them. The players, a lot of players, when they love A Rod, I know he's done a lot of bad things in the past. The steroids. I, I, yeah, I just don't know. And if they, I just don't know if he could give them orders. These costly decisions that he has in his personal life, dating old blonde woman, <laughs> and then now Jennifer Lopez, which is great for him because he's like having a good time and stuff. Looks like it. But he's learned from his mistakes. I, uh, I know people hate on him for. For some reason, people hate on him for steroids, but other people have done steroids and they don't really hate on them as much as A Rod. I think it's more the. Excuse me. I think it's more the disappointment of A Rod because he's supposed to be like this this golden boy, and he just kind of let everybody down with the with the chemicals. I think it was pressure because I know when he was playing with Ken, Giff- Ken Griffey Jr. at the time. He saw him, how natural he was. Like, he had stories where, like, Ken Griffey Jr. used to eat, like, candy and like, junk food before a game and still smack home runs like nothing. Like, that's how he's a natural talent. That's, like, that's natural talent at its best, where you can do whatever you want and still, like, smack a home run or dunk on somebody or whatever, and you're still athletically, like, gifted and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think he was pressured so that he had to live up to expectations, even though he was a skinny kid that was really great at the time. Like, it was him and Derek Jeter, of course. And uh, he took the steroids, and, you know, he just started hitting a lot of home runs. People, of course, saw that he did take steroids, and he was suspended for, like, a year and stuff. But he came back. He was fine. Um, I just thought A-Rod, in this situation where he's basically a broadcaster for Fox, he's done a terrific job with them. Mm-hmm. I thought he's like, one of the best on that show. And this position, Still he was... got tons of money left. Yeah, he got tons of money left. And I think the Yankees, if they maybe they have some money in mind, right? Maybe it was A-Rod. Maybe it is A-Rod. We don't know for sure because no one said anything because you know how the Yankees are. They're not going to spread rumors of saying, oh, he's the next manager and that. They do, yeah, no, things, they do things to professional lane more than any other sports team in the history of sports. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's just leave it at that. That's why they have 27 rings. No one, no sport team's ever had that. Not in the NFL, right. not in the NBA, NBA... Like Lakers sixteen, Celtics seventeen, Yankees at twenty seven. Like yeah, it's it's it's, a wrap. it's it's the where it's the most winningest franchise in sports, in sports history. history. Yeah, so and yeah. a lot of teams want to model themselves like that. The Spurs. Thankfully, Patriots. we've kept the model after after Steinbrenner passed. Like, well, you know they're gonna keep that model regardless. Like they're a winning culture. They just want to well, win games. You you'd love to say that, but right in the same city. Yeah, New York City. Named Dolan. Who is not winning culture. Ooh. Other than the Rangers, but the Knicks are like Right, but mediocre. look what he's done to the Knicks. Like, ever since he took over, look what's happened. So, I, I don't take it for granted anymore that someone maintains a winning culture and a winning attitude. Well, in New York City. I used to. I, I don't anymore. In New York City, it's almost expectations for each team. They, and I told you before, it's because of the Yankees. Then the way mm-hmm. they do it, they, New York, every New York team is supposed to be like them, but they can't. If Dolan would take that model, I'd, I'd shut up. Like, we probably <laughs> wouldn't be mad at him at all if he just did what... If he did what Steinbrenner does and, like, yeah. cultivate the young talent, stop. Draft and then yeah. just put pieces with the talent and they win right. championships stop, like that. Stop blowing money on and, and keep your nose out of it yeah. because you don't know the game that well. Like, just... I didn't think I think the Knicks are on the right track, but going on to the Yankees before we talk about the Knicks and the NBA and everything, um, 
they have a they have a farm system that's the best in MLB, and that's why they're trying to replicate what happened in the '90s with Derek Jeter and Fosada and Pettit, mm-hmm. Rivera, you know those guys, and then adding pieces like A Rod, even Bernie Williams and Paul Neal at the time, like those guys. And then I know for sure that they're keeping their eye on Bryce Harper because he's probably got to come here, uh, having to the Nationals right now, not winning. And they're not even going out of the first round and everything. So there's a chance that Bryce Harper will be coming to the Yankees after next season. And adding that talent to this core makes him even more of a threat to any other team. Because that's how they're going to do it. They're going to have a core and they're going to add a few pieces, whether it's Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, those guys, uh, even maybe a pitcher or anything. And that's how they're gonna, they're gonna do their winning. Yeah, they're gonna find somebody amazing. And that's the way. That's a form of really building a successful baseball team. Mm-hmm. If you think about it. like that's why people want to be like the Yankees with like that '90s era where they had four titles in five years. Could have had five if they didn't lose 2003 or 2001 and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's rare to do. You can't do that anymore in, in, in the MLB. Mm-hmm. The Yankees done it was just something rare. They're the only team also in sports history to win five in a row. And that was in, from 19, in the 1940s, late 40s to the early 50s. They won five championships in a row. So, no wonder New Yorkers are spoiled. <clears throat> yeah. They're spoiled because of the Yankees. That's how we keep saying that. They're spoiled yeah, because of the Yankees. I mean, like five in a row. Like five in a row. Back in the, yeah. Back five in, in a row. Yeah, back in the late 40s, early 50s, they won five in a row. Yeah, so like. No They're the only they, team ever to build like that. Like if you were a kid in the 50s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you came up and the Yankees just won, 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 yeah. won. If you went from ages five to ten. Or ages ten to fifteen, yeah. or fifteen to twenty. Like imagine you just spent a good five years where every year you were at the can- the Canyon of Heroes, and it was like an, an annual event, like for five years in a row. Like okay, so you just start setting it on your calendar. Like all right, yeah, we got to go to the calendar. Don't forget the Canyon. We got to go to the Canyon. Ah, oh, the Yankees are gonna win. Don't forget the Canyon. You're planning it back in the winter. That, yo, don't forget, don't forget, we got to be back in time to go to the can. Like, that's crazy. That's insane that people could actually set their watch by the Yankees winning for five straight years. That's six years. They must have been, like, spoiled, like, like whatever. What the hell happened? What, <laughs> what do you mean no canyon this year? What, what happened? Or they were like, yeah, we need a rest. <laughs> I'm tired of winning. That's how they are, man. A Yankee team, that's, that's the culture. And that's why it's so important in New York to try to do that, but it's so hard to do it because a lot of teams are getting better around, you know, the United States and even the MOBs and, and the NFL and the NBA. And speaking of the NBA, like I told you before, people will be drinking the Kool-Aid on the Nets starting out 3-2. and two. Mm-hmm. And where are they at right now? 3-5? and five. Who they lose to? They lost to the Suns, which the Knicks are facing tonight. And this is what I gotta say. Look, look, look. Everybody knew that the Nets were gonna come come back down to earth. I didn't expect them to start off that hot, but they're facing the Lakers in Staples Center today as well. And the Nets are three and five. So, look, they're a young team. They also have injuries. They also have injuries. Jeremy Lin's out for the season, which, which I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overlook as much as I don't really care about the Nets. Um, I won't even say that. As much as I'm not a Nets fan, I can leave it there because I'm a New York fan. So as much as I'm, but I'm a Knicks over Nets guy. But as much as I'm, a, as much as I don't root for the Nets, or I'm more of a Knicks fan than a Nets fan, I won't take away from the fact that they are dealing with some adversity over there without Jeremy Lin. Like he used to make that whole thing go. They keep getting injured though. 
Yeah, well, hey, they, what can I tell they you? got to regret that contract, man. I'm a sure, lot. I'm sure they're regretting several things. Because in the Barclays signing him and he's getting he's just getting injured almost every single season. Like that's they got to first of all they're not gonna sign him back. We all know that this is, this is his last contract with whoever. I don't know who's gonna sign him. He's gonna be either off the bench, playing a six man role or whatever. Because it's funny when he's playing a six man role, he didn't get that many injuries. But when he's playing a starter, he gets a lot of injuries. It's just his body can't really take the the punishment of the NBA. He's just not that strong. Or he's maybe he's doing too much trying to prove himself and keep oh, that starting role. Well, because, too, yeah. he, I mean, there could be a very – he could be trying to relive that Linsanity title, which doesn't – which has never come back. Like, never, ever come back. It's, he, it's never been back since he lost it. That's true. Due, due to the first injury. It's never come back. Like ever since, I was so glad New York didn't break the bank signing him. Well, a lot of people wanted him back. I thought we, I, I I thought I thought they were going to sign him back, but I was wrong about that. I thought he was going to be great. Like he was, they, he showed no signs of slowing up. He came off the bench just like we just discovered this dude, and he just started balling. Like what was it, five, six games in a yeah. row? He was just like hooping crazy, scoring, dropping like twenty five, averaging twenty five, dropping thirty points. Beat up the Lakers like in game winning shots. Yeah, and Melo was on the bench and, and we 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 needed somebody and he just came off the bench, started lighting everything up in sight. Dude, you, you can't can't be mad at him. But I think maybe when he's a starter he goes too hard trying to get that back and he just you know. Yeah. That is what it is. Up to that expectation. The vision of Lakers today. I mean Russell says that he wants to beat the crap out of the Lakers. Of course he does. Because, you know, they trade him away, of course. And to be honest, I don't think Russell should make this a personal game, though. This has got to be a game where they just play together as a, as a group and just win against the Lakers. Because Lonzo Ball, I mean, the 3-5 and five as well, they've been struggling. They lost yesterday to Portland, mm-hmm. uh, game-winning shot. By Damian Leonard. It was Dame time. Who had a who had a video actually on Instagram on Bleach Report or NBA where they did some comparison with them in 2K and it was so like it was really accurate. That's what surprised me. It was really really accurate. I'll show the video later, but um, yeah, it's just Dame was just making clutch shots and that killed the Lakers. So now the Lakers gotta have the chance here to do something against the Nets. And I don't really expect him a lot, though. I I thought it was impossible that um, Damian Lillard... No, no, no. I thought it was impossible that Russell wouldn't take this game personal. I knew he would take this game personal. I know he wants to hand it to Lonzo Ball. I know he does. I just hope he doesn't take it too personal, where he takes shots. Just crazy, Yeah, stupid shots. Because you know a lot of people do that when they take a personal game. They take stupid shots, and then they cost their team the, the win. I think the goal here is just for him to eat Alonzo, eat Lonzo alive. But the thing is, people gotta stop trying to go against Lonzo because of his father. That's not gonna happen. That's the distraction that he's doing. He, yeah, they're all falling for the trap. It's it's totally working. Like if Lonzo said that to me, facing Lonzo Ball, you know what I'm gonna say? I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna play my game. You know, I'm not gonna go attack him or anything. Like that's the problem. That's why that's what people fall into that trap. That's why John Wall, the Wizards lost because there was this thing of we gotta torture Lonzo Ball because his father's talking smack and then they lost. Even though Wall killed him. Yeah, but they still lost. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I like I think his father's at the point where he's like he's gonna talk crap 
And if they even if they win the match, they might lose the game because they're taking too personal on the on the the point guard. I think every point guard is gonna. I don't is, think is so. Unless Stephen Curry just dropped forty or something on him. You don't want to be the different. guy who he beat. See, and that's not even a thing because Steph Curry will drop forty on anybody. That's true. Like it's that's not even that doesn't make you special. If Steph Curry drops forty on you, it doesn't mean he has a grudge against you. It just means he's out there Steph Currying it up. Or Clay dropping like twenty seven. Or Clay is claying it up. Yeah. Or Durant is Duranting it up. Green's talking smack to Lonzo Ball on the court. That, but that's <laughs> just Green being Green. Green will talk smack to dude sitting on the bench. He's talking smack to Dennis Smith Jr. saying you never dunk on me. It never He's happened. Crap it never to happened. Paul Pierce in his retirement <laughs> year, like no one loved, no one loved you like Kobe. <laughs> that was so dirty. You thought you Kobe? Nobody loved you like that. That was so dirty. <laughs> He's on the bench for God's sake. He's not even out on the. He's not even out on the court. Yeah, but, Green will talk smack to anybody, including LeBron James. Which is which is part of my point. Like, certain <laughs> people are just gonna play their games, and it'll look like they're holding a grudge, but they're just playing their game. Um, but I I do think no one wants to be the guy. That Here, here's the, the problem. Ball. Right, you don't want to be the guy who, uh, what's the father's name again? Lavar. You don't want to be the guy that LeVar is sitting there seeing, saying stuff like, see, I told you he was going to blah, 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 blah. Like, you don't want to be that guy. You should get him on the show. That looks, man. Why? Because I want to see him smock, I talk smack. I'll talk smack back at him. I'm going to be arguing with him all, all show. I, I don't think we get a word in. I no, I we get a word in. He, he sit here, he, watch him run his he, mouth. He's too much of a, of a blabbermouth to not say anything on the show. He'll be talking smack the minute where we start the show. Yeah. <laughs> what I said is, I don't think we'll get a word in. I don't think we'll be able to speak <laughs> back. I think he'll just motor mouth the whole <laughs> show out. And by the time we're done, by the time he's done, we'll both have left already. <laughs> I just want to see him say stuff so I could just talk back. Like, what? <laughs> be like, saying all that stuff. Think some crazy uh, stuff. Gonna, yeah, his, his son's not better than a lot of people. Yeah, he's not better than Stephen Curry. He's not better than Damian Litter. He's not better than Wall. He's not better than Ben Simmons, who's playing great right now. He's not he, better than Isaiah Thomas. No. He's not better than... Not healthy um, Isaiah Thomas, no. And, and a lot of the rookie point guards in his same class are outdoing him right now. Like Frank? Frank is a very solid point Off guard. The bench. He's I want to see when he starts. But yeah, and he's not making dumb mistakes. I think they're just slowly <laughs> putting him in there because when he starts playing better, maybe he'll start. And his mm-hmm. his jumper is starting to fall. His defense his is points. freakish. His, his defense is ridiculous. It's relentless. Like he's, he's all over he, you. Yeah. He doesn't care about a screen. He's yeah. moving around. He's getting to you. He covers the three very well. He moves his feet. He Plays good defense. Passes the ball well. P- great passer. Yeah. And as he gets more and more in tune with his teammates, and he's got people like Jared Jack there, you know, passing on gyms. And Jared Jack is not a scrub. No one he's surrounded by are scrubs right now. So he's I, – I, I like this. I like that kid. And he's – his team right now is having more success than the Lakers. Well, they are. I mean, the three and four right now, the Knicks – and we'll actually get into the Knicks right now. They know they lost to the Rockets, and now people are panicking and being I like, don't, "Oh, well, I don't you know. panic. That was a fatigue loss. I know, back down to earth. Oh, it's the Knicks. They lose. Uh, that was a, that was stop it, y'all. That was a that was a pure fatigue loss. They didn't start losing until the third quarter. They were maintaining everything till the third, and it looked like in the third quarter their legs just gave out. They did, and th- but that- it was we're talking about three games in four nights, mm-hmm. tr- nonstop travel, nonstop playing. Like, yeah, dude, they 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 were worn out. They were worn out big time. The Rockets weren't coming off of a, a a back-to-back. They came in there nice and fresh. But the Rockets are a regular season team. We all know this. 
They, yeah, like, they're just going to be doing good in the regular season, breaking records in the three-point line, and then when postseason comes, like, oh, where, where do they go? Where do they disappear? They get shut down, and then they get blown out. Disaster, disaster Spurs, because the Spurs did, this, did that last season. And he waits. Just, he uh, Harden waits till the end of the year to get tired. Or he just I don't know what the hell he was on on that last game against the Spurs because that was even James Harden. That was just some guy who <laughs> didn't do anything, didn't take shots, was so hesitant, and then he says after the game, "Dude, I'm 25 years old. I'm fine." <laughs> That's all he says. He's <laughs> like something happened. And he's like I'm, I wouldn't I'm, know I'm, that I'm by looking at him. I'm young. I'm fine. It's all good. But yeah, it's just some the, 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 the Rockets are the Rockets. The Knicks, look, they won three games in a row heading into that that Wednesday national game, and yeah, they beat the Cavaliers, which are a mess right now. We'll talk about the Cavaliers. Still as a good well. win though. Still yeah. a quality win. We'll talk about the Cavaliers too because and then the NBA itself. Um, the Nets they won, which was a good win. That was the first win. Then they beat uh, the Nuggets. Almost blew it, but they came back and then they won the game. Cause I was looking at the and score, they they're like, panic. I was looking at the score, they're up by twenty three, and I'm like, oh, this game's over. And then the mm. Nuggets came back, like, Ooh, we come back, and then but they didn't panic. Yeah, they didn't panic. Porzingis did his thing. They, they pulled sc- it out. They pulled it out. Yeah, they won that game. And now then they faced the Rockets and they lost. And then the next day, it's funny, because you know Knicks like to be the center of attention for everything that they do, whatever they win or lose or they're doing mm-hmm. their off the field, I mean off the court stuff. Uh, Chris Josh Porzingis' brother says. They, um, you know, are not wanting extension according to MSN. The most important question here is, what do you really want to achieve in your career? Because money, if Chris Pratt performs at least on a normal level, is going to come. We are more focused on some, some other values and not just to quickly sign a new contract so we can collect the money. That's definitely not our goal. So we won't be feverish counting minutes or counting points. You can't escape the reality, and the Knicks must also see that. Basically, Who said that? Uh, uh, Porzingis' brother. Oh. Uh, Janice, and basically what they're saying is that we're not gonna fall in the same trap as you fall with Carmelo or right. other stars in the right. past, where you sign them and then they suck, then they get booed, and then they're never the same player again. They want to see a culture change within the Knicks, and I don't know what's happening right now, but it's not just winning games. I think it's just more of the environment where they're in, mm-hmm. and if it's safe for Porzingis, and if he wants to sign that extension because he's. I mean, I don't think he's gonna give up fifty million just to be on their team. Like, and that's too much. They're building around him. They seem to, you know what I mean? Well, they're they building the pieces be, around him to yeah, do it. They, they're giving him good things. There are places he could go to. I mean, okay, let's say he doesn't stick in, stick around in New York. Where does he go? Spurs. They got Lamarcus Aldridge, who's playing great. Well, he's getting older though. Yeah, but he's playing great. I mean, it gets the fun about center. Pressing is in center. They got Gasol there still. Gasol's old, though. He's yeah, 38. he's playing great. See, what I'm saying is you go anyplace else, you set your clock back a couple of years because you got to wait for the guys in front to get out of the way. He can have the keys to the to the franchise here now. Well, he can have the keys to doing anything he wants in New York City if he plays the way he's playing. And he's a guy who's not really a party guy because he's just a kid, and he just wants to play games. And play. he's attracting other people. Yeah. Like, he's got other people wanting to play with him. So... There's gonna be there's a lot of contracts that are coming up in 2018. Um, a lot of contracts are coming up, and they're looking at him, and he's doing his thing, and he's in a super attractive franchise right now. If they keep winning games, then 
possibly a lot of people will go to him to sign. I mean, well, don't get it. Don't get me wrong. New York is a super attractive franchise. It is anyway. for the old people. They're like thirty five and past their prime. They're like, oh, I'm gonna go to New York City and let me play well, here for two years. And yeah, that's just the dudes good. looking to cash out. But that that but that's what you people do. That like all the elite players that are like thirty five and above. They come to this. They're like, oh, you know, I'm just play here in New York City. Oh, and they do. They say the right words. They're like, oh, that's a great franchise is legendary franchise it's all good guys it's all party up here two years and then, and then they get booed and then they got their money but they're like oh you know i play new york city i got my money it's all good Move on. retirement it's like a retirement home for them that's what new york, new york knicks are they're a retirement home they they for people that are like past their prime to come here for money and whatever like oh i love i love new york city i love the mecca it's all good in that i think them letting um I think them letting Carmelo go was the sign that that's coming to an end. I hope it is, but that's why the brother said that because he doesn't want Melo. I mean, Porzingis to fall in the same trap as Melo, where he signs this and then they get booed off because you know the contract and expectations, this and that. But also the environment, like he wants a winning culture, and it's not gonna be a culture where they keep losing every year or they're average at best, and they're not going anywhere. That's why they want to be. And I don't want the Jeff Forsyth to want to be that. I mean. Look at that Rockets game. They were down by like twenty something. He takes the starters out and he puts the the young players in there. He wants players that are gonna hustle and give it all and effort and everything. So he's gonna do that. And I think Porzingis needs to understand that this is gonna be serious. Like he's gotta earn his minutes, but he also gotta play great. I also think that was a way to arrest the starters for what was coming up. I think he spotted the fatigue. Well, that too. And realized he might have done that too. Up. I didn't think of that. I was thinking that maybe just he just disgusted with the way they're mm-hmm. playing. But. No, it looked. It, I I thought he could see. You could. You could. It got visible that the shots were starting to fall, not fall, and clang because they weren't getting enough elevation on them, and the the the, the people were starting to give up on the play. You know what I mean? Like Courtney yeah. Lee got beat out once, and he just started giving. It, but it it didn't look like the Courtney Lee we've been seeing defend the guy who's getting steals and blocking shots and all. That. He looked tired. They were playing a lot of games, though, too. He looked tired, dude. Yeah. And he's been putting up a lot of shots. And that, not just him. Howard Jr., too. Even though Cantor he had, is he, like. Yeah, Howard Jr. had a great game in Cleveland. He had a good game in the Nuggets. And then he disappeared in the Rockets. And most yeah, he disappeared. He needed a nap. I'm really getting disgusted with Howard Jr., though. Say again? I'm really getting disgusted with him because I feel like there should have been more expectation for him. He's going to play well, play that Robin role to Porzingis. And for some reason, he's just been inconsistent. He's, no, these last couple games he's been good. He's he he's a he's guy. He's a guy though that if he's cold, he is cold. When he's hot, he's hot. I I don't have a big enough sample size to make that make that judgment yet because he was pretty consistent with the Hawks. He and was, but maybe this is a this is a different role for him now. He has to do more things. Well, the Hawks, yeah, he didn't do much. He's no, nah, that's not actually true either. And the, and the Hawks, he was kind of a he was kind of a good piece for them. He was, but he wasn't like a centerpiece or like a second. But that piece. was that was their fault. Like he he was still like he was balling as like clutch. a third role or fourth role. Now right. he's a second role, so he has to do more. Which, which more really things. isn't that huge of a shift. It isn't. But Especially when you have Courtney Lee who can come in and back you up and, and um, Porzingis who's averaging 30. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there are other McDermott. McDermott. Yeah, McDermott. Oh, God, McDermott. Yeah, McDermott can shoot. He's like the rebirth of Novak. <laughs> that can move. Yeah, that can move. He can actually move his feet off the off the line. Yeah, and actually shoot and stuff. Michael Beasley is still Michael Beasley right now. He hasn't yeah. really done well, much we'll at all. I already thought he'll, he'll do something for them, but he hasn't done nothing at all. But well, between... Cantor, excuse me, between Cantor and um, Herman Gomez, 
you know, there's, there's, you got scorers. They got scores. I'm not worried about them scoring. I was always worried about them defensively. Um, they were playing good that three-game winning streak defensively, but then the Rockets came and you know blew open. Um, but Porzingis is averaging. Uh, let me see. He's averaging 27.9 points, 7.9 rebounds, 1.1 assists. Is all all-star numbers right there? Is that MVP numbers right there? If it stays consistent. If it stays consistent, he have winning records, and he's in the MVP conversation. If they're like a third seed, I don't expect them to be a third seed, but let's say they're a third seed and he has the same numbers, he's in the MVP mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but they're like a six, seven seed, which I think they will be if they keep playing like this. Then, you know, he's still averaging those numbers. It's, it's, it's going to be them and the 76ers, in my opinion, battling those last few spots. Because mm-hmm. Sixers are, are coming around. Ben Simmons is playing great. Joel B's playing great. They got Okafor trying to get out of there. Yeah, Marquis Fultz, I don't know what's happening to him. Like that, No one says anything about him. Like Something's up with him, with his shoulder and all this stuff. He hasn't even played, but they're still winning games. That's why it makes that Christmas matchup so so interesting. Because if these, both of these teams heading into that matchup, the winning records, bowing for 6-7 and seven or whatever, 5th, mm-hmm. you got Porzingis, you got B, you got Simmons, you got... You Where know. do you think Okafor is going to go? Cleveland? <laughs> Yeah, I'm mad you're laughing at that. Because I feel like Cleveland needs all the I help in the world did. before they, well, they who need. would they trade for him? Yeah, that's a good question. Who would they trade? See, he either wants to buy out or a trade. Did they buy him out I don't, he's going to Cleveland. I don't think, I don't think they're going to buy him out. But I think they they're going to look to get something but for him. But if they do, he's going to go to Cleveland. Most and um, I think it was stupid that they haven't been playing him more to get his value up. Well, and B's better center than him. That's not the point. Like... You got you. If you know you're trading him, find a way to get him some minutes so we can get his value up, so we can get some pieces back for him. What do the Sixers really need right now? Joel Embiid is playing fantastic. Ben Simmons is playing great. Ben Simmons is playing. Redick is their shooter. Fultz hasn't come back yet. So do you you trade him to kind of get the bench up? Possibly, yeah. Get bench pieces. Maybe get a draft pick. Draft pick. Another draft pick. Maybe, they they stock up on guard, on shooting guard. To come off the bench. Maybe another backup. Oh, well, the backup center is Gerald Okafor. So I don't know who the backup center is for the if the he leaves. Who's their backup center? That's all I'm thinking about right so now. So you trade him for another center and a shooting guard. Maybe or a center that shooter and a, cent- maybe and a, and a forward. center that can rebound and just defend and stuff. I guess. And a forward. And a forward, yeah. If you had gotten his value up, but right now his value is kind of in the toilet. So there's really not. There's real. He's not. His trade value is kind of low. They pretty much. I don't just think shut you can get down. two pieces. Yeah. For him, I think, I think a buyout or maybe one good guy. So if I was them, I'd go with like a stretch forward. And try and find try and find a stretch forward somewhere. Hmm. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about the Knicks making any stupid moves because we're all locked up in the center position. Well, we, we got are. too many. We got too many. That's the problem. And this is what I, I'm going to have to ask you a question about because Jared Jack's contract isn't exactly guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So they and they, Noah's coming back in about six, I think five or six games. So they gonna have to make a decision on Noah for or, or cut Jack, which I don't think they're gonna do because he's playing well, or buy out Noah or trade one of these centers away for trade, somebody. Try and trade him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to get rid of anything we have with the exception of Noah. The only problem is they can't trade Her- Herman Gomez because... No, I wouldn't friendship. trade anyone we have with the exception of Noah. But either. they're not going to trade Noah. So get rid of... I mean, one way or the other, just get rid of him. So you buy him out just like that? Yeah, get rid of him. He goes to Cleveland and they win the title? Then he's not going to win the title. Cleveland's not winning anything. 
Cleveland he goes to Cleveland to kick it with uh, his boy, who's also on the injured Derrick list. Rose. Like, <laughs> who's injured like every five games? Yeah, they get to kick or it. On, they get to kick it on the injured list. Every two minutes, he's like, and going injuries out for like a couple quarters. <laughs> he can finish his career with with his injured, equally injured homeboy. Oh, you go to Minnesota, be a backup, be a mentor, I guess. I can see, see that. Could go back to his coach, help. I can see that. Jimmy Butler again. Yeah, I could see. I could definitely see that. Because that team's been balling. Yeah. The past couple I can games. See that. Like Andrew Wiggins been balling. We he, they they wouldn't trade any pieces to us for him either though. That's what I'm saying. I might have to buy him out, and they buy him out. I just hope he doesn't go to like a legit contender that literally is like a piece away from winning a title. But Cleveland, listen, man, they got a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. But I'm sitting here in my chair. Looking at the screen, and I say to myself, I didn't. I saw this coming, and I don't know. A lot of people didn't see this coming because mm-hmm. they think it's LeBron, and you can make everybody suddenly become super terrific and and all star caliber players again. But here's the facts: Wade is old, Rose is injury prone, Thompson's out, Kevin Love is trash again, LeBron is LeBron, Isaiah's out. And their bench is a complete mess. Mm-hmm. Jumper is still foul prone. Always complains for some reason. I don't know why. J.R. Smith disappears on the court. Then he has these, these stare looks that you see on video. Like thinking about what he's thinking about. <laughs> um, then you have Tyron Lue giving that, that facial expression every time they're losing. That's if he's surprised. And he tries to be Mr. Cheerleader in the, in the, the huddle ups. We all know LeBron's a coach. I mean, he's kind of obvious. And then... Um, they start complaining now, saying we well, have these team meetings. Like we got flush everything out, play better, and then they get blown out by the Pacers. And then it's like, well, are you really surprised, or are you just, I guess, spoiled by LeBron's greatness? That's the question. Both, and maybe you underestimated Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie maybe, made the right decision, took, right? Maybe you took Kyrie for granted. Maybe Kyrie knew. Beforehand, maybe that's um, why he left. No, I, I think I think he knew that LeBron wasn't coming back, and he didn't want to be stuck there. But maybe you think maybe the team wasn't going to be the same. Maybe that's maybe very possible too. Maybe he knew beforehand. But I think maybe that's why LeBron's leaving. Because the team's trash. Because the team is not going to be the same. I think Kyrie was like, "If you stay, I'll stay and rebuild with you. If you break out, I'm definitely breaking out." But he's such a baby because he likes to whine about a yeah, lot of he things. Does. That Kyrie's like enough is enough. I'm moving on. I don't need your your crap. Mm-hmm. We're going on a team, a winning team, the number one in C in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. That playing well without Gordon Haywood. Mm-hmm. Now think about if they had Gordon Haywood. Yeah, they'd be, be better. It'd be crazy. And people are like, oh, so it's gonna be this. They're not gonna be good. Listen, you got a great coach in Brad Stevens. He'll adjust to that roster. Putting situations like Kyrie. Like Kyrie's not attacking, taking a lot of shots. Okay, he's passing the ball around. He's making passes that Al Hofer is playing great right now. Um, Brown is playing great. Tatum is playing great. Smart is posting up on people still. Like, he's Mr. Post-Up guy now. Like, they got a lot of good players on that Celtics team. And they're young, which is basically even more dangerous in the next 5, 10 years. That they're going to be great with Kyrie Irving. And Tatum blossoms to, like, a star. And Brown continues to play the way he's playing right now. And he's only, like, 21 or whatever. And he's playing great. Like, these guys are going to be good. But looking at the Cleveland situation, defensively, they stink. Like, really, we could score on their defense. <laughs> we get a little layup. We'll get a layup or two, and then, and then you know, that's how, that's how bad defense is. But, man, I just 
I just I'm surprised a lot of people were surprised this was gonna happen because if you look at it from last year's finals and the season after the All Star break, they stink defensively, <laughs> and they still stink defensively because they they have slow people and they don't have good pieces either. We have Derrick Rose and Wade on the court. There's no three point shooting. It's just scoring it inside, which they can't even do effectively either because they're old. Kevin Love, but they got him playing the center. And Kevin Love is still trash because Kevin Love, for some reason, like he, he's good at one game and then one game disappears and then he starts complaining about foul calls and he's not there. So it's like, I don't get it. Like, what, what are you supposed to do? Like, really? It's lose. <laughs> That's what you're doing right now. To everyone. They're losing right now. I just don't. I just don't understand. The thing is, I know is that people gonna think like, "Oh, well, Cleveland's gonna turn it around. It's all gonna be good. Sing kumbaya. They're gonna be great in the next 10, 10, 15 years or whatever." And the one thing I'm gonna tell you guys is this: that's not gonna happen until they figure out another trade right now, or they either bench maybe Derrick Rose and pull LeBron point guard again. They're not going anywhere. LeBron's getting older. Kevin Love is Kevin Love. Like I keep saying, he's trash. He's, he's, he's okay. He's not great. He's not like Kevin Love's all-star, superstar, Timberwolves, Kevin Love. Tristan Thompson's out for a month. That's a big blow. I mean, how are they going to defend the paint? Well, even with Tristan Thompson, they still didn't have a shot block. They had a rebounder. So he's out. J.R. Smith, is he ever going to even come back to what he was in the finals? Like, making threes, like crazy threes where you, you just didn't see it coming and it's like kind of scary at the same time because it's like literally a guy draping in his face and he's making a three. Are we going to see that J.R. Smith? Because for some reason every time he's contesting he makes shots but now he's not making shots anymore. So it's just it's a lot of problems. The way I see it right now is this. Cleveland you need to look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself do we really have a chance against the Warriors? Do we really have a chance against the Rockets? Do we really have a chance against the Spurs? Against OKC? Against Timberwolves? The Memphis Grizzlies, who look great? Um, I mean, there's so many teams right there in the Western Conference. You got Portland. I mean, Lakers are the Lakers. You know, it is what it is with them. The Clippers look good. And, and they, they, I think they're even overachieving right now. With Blake Griffin as their centerpiece, when you got DeAndre Jordan, when you got Delino Gallinari, and they're still playing well. Cleveland, who you got? LeBron and a bunch of guys who, who are a bunch of guys. They're brand names. Because we all look at ourselves and say, we are a brand, right? I'm a brand in, in journalism. Mr. Mack is a brand in being a publicist and getting all these artists. The players are a brand on Twitter with their names doing social media, giving out their privacy into the public, which can result in a lot of cases of anything if the media gets into it and they go beyond limitations of that. Well, for Cleveland, it's LeBron or bus. It's always been like that. Wherever LeBron is, it's bus. And Tyron Lue, who is the head coach apparently, according to our uh, facts, and our stats and our information that he's the coach, which is really it should just be LeBron. I mean, he could literally just be a cheerleader or assistant coach and just sit on the court. But yeah, it's LeBron or bus. LeBron's getting old. He wanted way on this team. He didn't go anywhere. He wanted Rose on the team. Well, actually, the front office wanted D Rose on the team. He didn't go anywhere. I mean, come on, man.
It's just too much. It really is. Cleveland is still number one. They 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 do all this stuff, and people are gonna be like, "Well, they gotta figure it out." It's the Eastern Conference. It's weak. La da da. And it's still early. It's still early, but I that's just everybody's main explanation that it's still early. But that's the excuse that they give every year with that the Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, then again, LeBron normally starts slow, but he's older. But he was starting slow when he was younger. Remember what the Miami Heat did. But that's Miami Heat, and they were a young group. This is a and he still started group. slow. And Wade, I know, I understand, I understand the the positivity, the confidence that you have in yourself when you want to be like, oh, you know, we did it back in the past, so I'm sure we're turning around at some point. It's a different year. Every 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 season is is different. Okay, one season you look good, one season you look horrible, one season you look great, or maybe four seasons in a row you go to the finals, or seven seasons in a row you go to the finals, like LeBron. But they need help on the roster. I mean, without Kyrie, they stink. <laughs> it's that simple. They stink. I, see, but here's the other thing. I think they would have stunk with Kyrie too. You know what? I think, I think this team with Kyrie running the point still would stink. I don't know because I say I, the thing is we can't even judge the Cowboys right now because and I'm judging them right now just the way the three and five went over. But we can't really judge them. Until they have Isaiah Thomas, but even with Isaiah Thomas, they still stink on defense because he's five seven. People yeah. just gotta post up on him, so it's like it doesn't even matter. But Kyrie wasn't that great on defense either. He's better than Isaiah was, but he wasn't that great on defense. He's, at least he's a bigger body than Isaiah. You yeah, know? but he's he didn't do much with it. Like it just it just makes no sense. Man. It really and, and and it's worse. And I and I said it before already. Tristan Thompson's injury just makes everything worse for them. He's out he for a month. Their, he was their defense. He was their defense. Yeah, he's out for a month. With a calf strain. So what are you going to do at center position? You got no shot blocker. Even with him, he wasn't a shot blocker. Maybe they should go get Noah. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. They're going to buy him out. They're going to trade. They're going to make a trade. Make us an offer. Who would you want off the Cavs? I don't want Derrick Rose. I'll tell you that. Nah, I didn't die. We got, we're full at the point guard position. Yeah. We're, we're full at the center position. So who do you want? You know, to be honest, I want J.R. Smith. <laughs> Time to trade LeBron. But then, yeah, Tim Howard Jr., yeah, Jr. We don't need him. We only shooting guards. Actually, we're fine. Small forward, maybe. We could use another forward. Beasley's not exactly lighting it up. But Beasley was on the Cavaliers, wasn't he? Hmm. Was he on the Cavaliers last year? I think so. Yeah, so I'm not gonna sign him back. Shumpert, no. Kyle Culver, maybe. I wouldn't be mad at Culver. Channing Fry, no. No, he he's old. Once a Nick, always. That's what I'm saying. This team is old. Like, I see Kai, Kai, uh, uh, Kai, what, Culver. I can't pronounce his name right now. I'm saying too many things right now. Kyle Culver, who's 36, okay? He's 36. J.R. Smith, let's check his age out. He is 32, okay? Uh, that's okay. Uh, it's okay. Yeah, he's, he's still young, whatever. Iman Shumper, he is 27, 27 right now, yeah. and he's still trash. Because he's, he's averaging six points and two rebounds. Congratulations on that contract. Congratulations making $20 million on six points. I wish I, I wish I had that in my career. Um, now let's see. Kevin Love, who is averaging 18-11 and is 29. And he's still trash, too. Because he looks older than 29. I know. And he still looks like he, he doesn't belong with LeBron. He looks beat up. LeBron's just ending Paul Ford's career, yo. He ended Chris Bosh's career. Now he's going to end Kevin Love's career. That's who's, who's next? That's, that's what he does. It's like those spots are for Carmelo, and he knows in the back of his like, these guys aren't supposed to be here. It's supposed to be Carmelo. It's supposed to be. That's his spot. But he keeps ending Bosh's career. Like, seriously, Bosh had a great career, but he came along and he messed him up with his jump shot. That's foul. 
But he did mess him up. I'm just, I'm just being, I'm just being honest right now. No, but, blood clots messed him up. Stop it, that. It, it did, but I just felt like if Boston and Tony become as a jump shooter, three point guy, I think he would have been fine with his career. Because he was great. The Raptors, he was, he was killing it. Blood clot sidelined him. And that too. I just can't. I hope he's okay though. Listen, hope he got it. his rings with LeBron. Yeah, that's true. He he's got two rings. He's fine. He's a he's a team player and everything. Uh, look, look at this though. LeBron is is averaging twenty five seven and and nine, and he's thirty two, and he's gonna be thirty three this year. So I look at that and just say Cleveland is, is gonna have to figure this out right now, roster wise. Uh, maybe they'll beat the Wizards tonight. We'll see. But if they don't, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I know they're not winning in Washington. We all know that. Unless Washington is that bad that they're going to let them just walk into the court, not prepare, and Cleveland just blows them out, which is not going to happen because every even the bad teams are blowing them out right now. So there's that. So we got a little bit of time here, though. I just want to say something about the Jets and their win against the Bills. I know fans are probably mad because they want to tank. Listen, there's no sure thing that the quarterback coming out of the draft is going to be great for us. They're all our projects still. So I just say let the Jets keep winning, see what happens. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. Man, maybe maybe they'll make a deep run. I don't know. Anything's possible. As of right now, they're playing harder than the Giants because the Giants are, are garbage right now. I would say the Giants should tank. The Giants won't tank, though. They have too that, much pride. Of course they won't, but if, if, if anybody, if anything's going to do it, they have too much pride in themselves. They'll do whatever it takes. So there's that. But that's going to do it for today's show, guys. You can follow me at Morning10 on Twitter. I'm Mr. Mech, M-R-M-E-C-C. Follow the Slime City Facebook page and Slime City Twitter account at Slime City on Score 360. And this is all the latest episodes on our SoundCloud account. See you next week. Peace.